you are about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Seems Dickens knew something about life on the Upper East Side, where the only things you can count on is that time changes everything. Word has it, S gave up politics to focus on issues closer to her heart. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And now Michelle. Tonight we watched season three, episode 13, The Hurt Locket. Original air date, March 8th of 2010. So this is a while since we last saw our folks. It's been three months, four months. Wow. Yeah, we last left off December. So they took their winter, spring break, and now we're into the early parts of March. Wow. This episode was written by Sarah Goodman, directed by Tony Warmby. Chuck tracks the woman he saw at his father's grave. Jenny agrees to help Damien. Nate and Serena get intimate. (laughs) Michelle is rolling her eyes so, so hard in the back of her head. Yes, I am. Yes. This week, I picked a, a, I I call it a cop-out, but nonetheless delicious glass full of gossip. I titled it The French Kiss. Cute. For the French ambassador's party. And for Lily's reveal of a kiss, and also I'm sure Serena and Nate were French kissing in there somewhere. So yeah, I'd you know, say so. I went to Starbucks and I picked the unsweetened I- iced passion tea, tango tea, with I was like just clicked on all of the fruits, so strawberries, kiwis, blackberries, dragon fruit inclusion, and strawberry puree was in there. It was so good. It was really good, and it was unsweetened, so like it was like. Sweet, but also like kind of tart. Yeah. It was good. You always have the best combinations. I go to Starbucks, I get one drink. Yeah. And it's funny because every Thursday, Michelle texts me and she goes, Is it caffeinated or alcohol tonight? And I was like, I usually have an idea of what it is, but this week I was like, mm, Probably not caffeinated. And then I'm go- I went home to eat real quick and I was talking with Randy and I was like, You know what? I know what the title of this is going to be, but I just can't, I can't think of what the glass full of gossip is because there's like a drink called the French Kiss with like champagne yeah. and all this stuff in it. And I'm like, I don't want to go that route. So he goes, let's Google what French like to drink. And I was like, okay. So Ooh. it was coffee. And I was like, I don't want to do caffeine because I told Michelle we're not doing caffeine tonight. Aww. So that's why I got the iced tea with the fruit. But it was good. It was, yeah. like I said, it was delicious. I'm glad you enjoyed. Got to open up this episode with serenade right because this is what has happened a couple of weeks have passed by nate and serena are getting hot and heavy so it opens like i said with serena and blair on the phone typical serena she's swooning over this new budding romance with nathaniel apparently he's been calling and texting her all winter break and tonight when he gets back uh they're going to go to the their first official date, which will be tomorrow night, the French ambassador's dinner. They're going to go together. That's their first date. How romantic. <laughs> okay. I did not catch that that was supposed to be their first date out. Official date. Yeah. It's weird because with Cernate, I don't hate this ship. No, neither do I. However, the whole entire episode... Liz and I we rolled our eyes so much. We're just so annoyed with Serena and her mannerisms and how she acts. And I was saying too that it's really <sighs> hard to feel Serena's 
passion, passion. as mm-hmm. I use air quotes, when in every other episode she's with a different person feeling the same passion. You're absolutely right. It, it for is, the audience, I, I can't be happy for her because I don't know if what you're feeling is actually true. She just is a hopeless romantic. Yes. Which, like, hey. No, that's th- fine. We're all out there, right? A lot of hope- hopeless romantics, but she just needs to pump the brakes. And- I mean, she goes from guy to guy to guy with the same exact feeling, with the same exact yeah. words. She was just with Trip. At the cottage. Right. I mean, for when we were seeing it, it has been so, I guess, many weeks, but, but still. But still, that amount of love. Same, and, pa- same passion. Right. And then yeah. she's feeling that, gets into a car accident. Nate is there for her. Oh, okay. She feels the feelings for Transfers. Nate. Transferred over. That's all it does. These, these are like rollover feelings yeah. that just roll over to the next guy. It's so true. And they just keep getting more and more intense. And like for Nate, I feel how he's feeling because... It's been a minute. Right. He has he, these hookups, but the last one this season was with Brie. Yeah. Brie was like the last girlfriend-ish type Is of that right? person. Yeah. So to me, it's like, okay. And he's. I know he's always had a thing for Serena. Right. And so he's been waiting for this. And then we'll get to it. So wait, I, I just yeah. have one more question. Has Serena, like who has Serena always pined over? They don't really, she's always been the it girl. And okay. like, we don't really have this, like, oh, Serena's swooning over someone right. that she can't have because normally she gets whoever and she wants. And it's everyone. And it's everyone because who wouldn't want to date the it girl, blonde bombshell? Like, yeah, everyone would. Yeah. Right. And she's also, she's like extremely aloof, but then she's also really passionate and really sexual. And like, who wouldn't want that? Yeah, of course. You know? And sure. where, knowing her friend, is like Serena. You guys got to pump, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes because you guys have history together. Don't rush into this. And then, of course, we know Serena is ultimately ignoring it. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ignores it. When they hang up, Serena bumps into her old pal from boarding school, Damien Dalgard, which a small we know world. as the drug dealer of the season. <laughs> And you can tell he has a bit of a crush on the Ed girl, because again, who wouldn't? And they discuss how they'll both be at the French ambassador's dinner. And the two-part way is dating, they'll catch up. But like the way Serena treats this, she's like, yeah, so good to see you. Let's get catch up with the phone numbers and texts. I'm just like, she just seems so like, she's so overly happy about everything. <laughs> like you said, she must be on happy bills this entire episode. Be. So Serena walks into the Waldorfs where she's staying. I don't know why she's still staying there. Well, Lily kicked her out, right? Yeah, but like then they kind of made up oh, last episode. Oh, true, true, And but she got whatever. into an accident. Yeah, I guess let's, you know, she wants her freedom kind of thing. But Nate is there. He has arrived early. And she's like, Nate, oh my God, what are you doing here? <laughs> I just the way she, I was like literally throwing things at the computer. I'm like, please make her stop. <laughs> And they're so happy to see each other, of course, so much pent up sexual tension, and they can't keep your hands off each other. But then Serena says, let's not rush this, but let's have sex on the floor. And you Nate's know. like, I agree, <laughs> I agree. but let's have but sex let's on have the floor. Sex on the floor. <laughs> so after they're done, Nate goes to see Padgy Boy at their usual hotspot coffee cafe place, wherever that is. Dan's hoping to catch a Vanessa, but... She's not there. She hasn't really been calling him, answering his texts or phone calls. It's the awkward I love you encounter. She's not handling this well, I guess. And Dan 
doesn't really have his friend. So Dan tells Nate about that. And then Nate is kind of like, yeah, Serena and I are cool. Like, we're just going to feel it out. However it goes, it's not a problem. And Dan's like, but it's Serena. And also, I read all these self-help books at my mom's. <laughs> and like, if you're friends, you should totally be even slower at first than if you were in like a, this new organic relationship. And he's like, no, it's, you know, Serena. And Dan's like, yeah, also, I dated her. So I know how Serena can be. She gets completely wrapped up in this romance and the moment of it. And she doesn't like to talk about, like, the actual stuff, the nitty gritty of relationships. And so he's like, "Mm, you probably want to slow things down. And so you can see Nate, his wheels are turning there. And at the same time, simultaneously, Blair is having lunch with Serena, who she knows she didn't take her advice because she's like has sex hair as she walks in. (laughs) And so she's like, maybe you can introduce some competition into this. I hated this. Oh, me too. I actually really agreed with Padge's advice. Me too. But Blair's not so much. No, Blair is, that's how Blair would do things. Exactly. Uh, you need to make him jealous. You need to so let him know that he can't get it when he wants it. Yes. And I don't know. Like, yes, they have history. Yes, they should slow down, but not at the rate that, that like, I think they norm- need to. Yeah. The, the rate that they think they should. Like, they right. have so much history. They have been friends since they were kids. Just like Padge and Vanessa, like, you guys need to just navigate that and figure it out. But Blair says, hey, just throw someone in the mix and see if Nate gets jealous. And then he'll really, like, you know, be under your control, I guess. Um, So Serena heads to the Empire to see Nate. And she wants to, she doesn't even care what Blair just said. She's like, no, let's progress into some intimate time. But however... Nate is has decided to take Dan's advice and he's trying to slow it down. He even mentions not going to the French ambassador's dinner together. Like, how is that not like, why is that making this scenario faster than it should be? It's not. It's not like you guys were going to have this romantic weekend together. It's like you're going to a formal event where you shouldn't be having sex. Right. <laughs> so, And he wants to bring her. And to me, that would make sense to go out and not just stay inside and fuck. Yes, exactly. Like, let's go out. Let's show people we're, like, together. But also, we can control ourselves. Yeah. So he uninvites her to this dinner. This doesn't sit well with Serena. I mean, I get it. He really could have delivered this completely different. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, make her understand where he's coming from. He didn't even try to do that. He's like, I just, we should just go back to. And then, and then he says, we already saw each other today. Yeah. What? And then he's like, we'll see each other in a few days. A few days. And Serena's like, oh, okay. I wouldn't want to rush anything, so I'll go. And Nate doesn't even really try and stop her. He's like, Serena. And then he, like, rolls his eyes. Yeah, like, oh, God. Oh, God. So hard for me to go run after the elevator. Like, you two are so dumb right now. Yeah. So in the elevator, Serena immediately, immediately calls Damien to ask him if he has a date to the dinner. And, of course, he accepts this. So at the dinner, Serena arrives with Damien. Nate sees this. Nate and Jenny end up kind of going together, which we'll get to later. But lots of petty exchanges are, you know, happening during this scene. Serena says something. Why don't you go to prom? It's down the block. Nate says, I can't believe you're dating this guy. And so 
the ambassador's daughter arrives. So Serena, so Damien is trying to get Serena to take this jacket off, which will explain has pills sewn into it for this drug deal. And she doesn't want to take it off because it's so pretty. But it's so pretty. I don't want to take it, it off. It was a gift from you. I don't want to take off this jacket. So then Blair approaches, and she's proud that Serena took her advice to bring someone else to make Nate jealous. And Serena's like, yeah, actually, I think it's working. Because Nate does take her aside, like, I can't believe you came with this guy. And she's like, I can't believe you came with her. Like, it's Jenny. It's not like her, or like another woman kind of, kind of thing. Stepsister. Yeah, so silly. But um, Damien then comes over, and he pulls Serena aside, and he's like, what's up with this Nate guy? And Serena pretty <laughs> just tells him flat out, yeah, I brought you here. I brought, came with you to make him jealous. And he's, like, okay with it. He just wants to, like go through with the deal however that's achieved so he doesn't really care but also he kind of still isn't to serena and so he like aggressively attempts to take this jacket off of serena to do this transaction and she's just really uncomfortable with it and he still keeps trying to progress it and she's like i don't like you like that like leave me alone and she runs off and quickly is grabbed by Nate in the coat check closet. Yeah. Who apologizes for what happened and he admits that he was scared and he thought they were moving too fast and that it wouldn't work out and he really, really wants it to. Which it's, I appreciate. Sure, but it's been a day. One it's been a day. Yeah. And so one day. So why we're getting all crazy over nothing so far. Right. And, you know, the two of them make up very quickly they decide to take off all their clothes including this jacket full of pills Mm -hmm. (laughs) so after they're done serena is looking for the jacket and of course it's missing because now it's on the ambassador's daughter and i guess her dress was also missing too which i didn't catch the first time i was watching this because she takes someone's peacoat and she wears that out what i was confused about (laughs) is when her and nate were finished and the party's over and She's like, hey, grab my clothes. And he goes, hey, your jacket's missing. Yeah, he's like, it's not here. But it didn't say the dress. Right. So I was like, huh? I guess her dress was missing unless she found the dress and was just wearing a different coat. They didn't that, really that would be something Serena would do. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just going to carry my dress and I'll just wear someone else's peacoat. <laughs> right. So as they're leaving the dinner, they agree that slowing down is probably like a silly option for them. And like they just need to find this like middle ground thank you yeah that's what we're looking forward to let's talk about chair okay when serena and blair hang up blair notices that the locket that was left at bart's grave is now at the empire in a box on chuck's dresser so she goes over and confronts him about it and he claims it's a worthless token probably left by one of blair's mistresses so he just brushes it at all brushes it bart's off. mistresses Yes, yeah. sorry, Bart's okay. mistresses. <laughs> that would be awkward, right? Blair Bart. Blair. She reminds him of this meeting he's supposed to set up for her of the president of the Table Elitaire, which is a secret society that Blair's been trying to get on since last season when she was dating Nate. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he states he'll try and get them to meet up. And so he leaves for the day with a locket and receives a text from his PI that he found the jeweler who made said locket. So we obviously know Chuck believes more in this locket than he's leading. Of course. You know, letting Blair to believe. So he meets with a jeweler who states that this woman came in for a repair on the locket, even though it was Bart's. And so 
Chuck pays him in cash to tell him the woman's name and the address and he gets it and it ends up her name is elizabeth fisher and she paid in cash and here's a hotel that she bought you know she paid the repairs from so after blair's lunch with serena she heads back to the hotel the empire uh dressed up as anna karenina <laughs> however chuck is not going to make it back for their little play date and he calls her to inform her he didn't get a chance to put in the work with the president of the secret society, but don't worry, he'll be at the French ambassador's dinner, so she'll get a chance to woo him then. And she's like, how, how dare you ruin my social, you know, meeting and my social status? And Chuck's like, come on, Blair. There's more things important. Yes. So after they hang up, Chuck asks the doorman, doorman at Elizabeth's hotel if she's returned yet. Apparently she did but she didn't want to speak with Chuck. So already Chuck's like, oh, what the hell? Right. (laughs) Upset. The next day, Chuck and Blair are supposed to go to the ambassador's dinner together. However, he gets a text from the PI that Elizabeth is now staying at the Algonquin Hotel. And he decides to head there instead of the dinner. And so Blair already knows what's going on. And she's upset. And she knows this is in regards to the woman and the locket. And she's mad that he lied. And so she states this woman shouldn't be trusted. And she didn't want to be found. So don't go searching. You're just going to get hurt in the end. And the way she said it was, you know, like, and, you, and you're ruining my chances of getting into this Selfishly. club. Yeah. And so Chuck retaliates saying that there are some things that are more important right. than your social hierarchy mission. And of course, that offends Blair. But oh, well, <laughs> she leaves. And you can tell he's like, oh, Blair, but he doesn't say yeah. anything. So at the dinner, Blair is trying to introduce herself to the head of the secret society, but she's interrupted then by Chuck, who comes out of the limo and cracks me up because he's like, oh, there you are. It's like <laughs> she's been standing there the whole time. But... And you stared right at her. Yeah, he's like, oh, there you are. <laughs> so he apologizes to Blair and he admits that he thinks Elizabeth is his mother. Boom. Yes. And Blair and Chuck talk about how it's possible maybe Bart could have lied about what happened with his mother and he was very manipulate manipulative and he admits that he didn't really want to ruin her night with this and he's just going to go and sorry, I'm going to ruin your meeting. And Blair's like, oh, no, I'll help you. This is more important. So finally, a maturity moment with Blair. Finally. So the two go to the Algonquin and they find Elizabeth at the hotel and they flat out say, like, explain yourself. I need to know who you are but she's like oh i was visiting my mother and chuck's like wait at that time of night and she's like yes i just wanted to pay my respects and he's like but you knew the my mother's flowers and she's like oh well um like i just i I don't know who your mother is i'm sorry and just so many coincidences that Chuck brings up, she kind of denies and has an excuse for each one of them. And so she explains that the locket was given to her by Bart because the E is for Elizabeth. And she believes that he gave it to all of his girlfriends at this time. So you can see Chuck's face is already turning like, oh, I'm wrong. And sorry for bothering you. Sorry for bothering you. And he's disappointed. And he's like, okay, Blair, let's go. And so Blair says, I'll go to the bathroom. I'll meet you in the car. And she heads over right to Elizabeth. Like, don't fuck with She's Blair all of us. Oh, yeah. Because she's we're like, like um, um, no, there's more here. Yeah. She's like, Chuck might be okay with this, you know, excuse, but I'm not. And if you have something to say, 
you better say it because how awful would it be if you knew something about his mother and you he thought he killed her for 18 years and but you know something that could help him right and so you can see elizabeth's just like oh i don't know what to say (laughs) so back at home chuck is telling blair how he's kind of mad at himself for allowing one of bart's mistresses to make him question how his mother died totally get this yeah so blair's comforting him and she says i'll always be your family because at this point chuck's you know he considers himself an orphan i don't have a dad or a mom and i don't have anyone to go to and so blair feels his pain but she says that she'll be there for him and chuck gets up to leave and we see we pan to his phone on the desk that's his blocked number and elizabeth is calling him they pan to her and you can see she's holding the other half of the locket with her picture and a baby. So you're to assume that it's her with Chuck as a baby. Right. Yeah. Juicy stuff. (laughs) Really good stuff. Really good stuff. I know. I was looking forward to that part of the episode the whole time. Okay. Now, a little dreary. We have to talk about Lufus and some Jenny and Dan moments in there. But that morning at the Vander Woodsons, Lily is crying on Rufus's skiing trip with his bandmates to Jenny, like, when is he coming home? I'd forgot his itinerary. And Jenny's like, just ask, like, just call him. She's like, so annoyed by it. And it's clear that Rufus has not spoken to Lily since the whole letter fiasco. Content's still unknown, (laughs) sort of. And so at that moment, Damien arrives to see Jenny bearing gifts. Lily tries to parent her, (laughs) takes her aside to discuss the boys in the room situation. She wants the door open, which I totally respect. And then Jenny's like, but nothing's happening. If we wanted to fuck, we'd go to a hotel. And, and Lily's then, like, um. I know. And she's like, it's not like that. But if it gets that way, we'll open the we'll door. We'll open the door. It's like, wait, what? No. What? I cracked this girl in her face. Who's she's controlling so, who? She's so disrespectful. So Lily leaves and Jenny closes the door. Damien gives her the box of cookies and in it is macarons with pills yeah you know for her next drug deal so he's trying to sell some drugs to the french ambassador's daughter but he needs to figure out a way to get these to her discreetly because her security is going to be witnessing this whole thing so jenny comes up with a plan to recreate this coat she saw her wearing in a magazine or like a shawl And she says that she can recreate this and in the buttons, pretty much, will be the pills. Like, extremely elaborate plan. Also, very impressed. Extremely impressive. And, like, it it seems a little much to me, but whatever it takes to get this drug deal. This is a huge deal. I wonder how much money they made from this. Right? Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Yeah. So during this time, Lily does go to the Brooklyn Loft to see if Rufus has returned, but she ends up bumping into Daniel, and he's, like, sensing something is up here. And we do have a really quick scene of Lily calling Rufus, where Rufus completely ignores her phone call. So outside the building, Rufus is walking around, like, debating whether or not he should go into the Vanderwoodson house to talk to Lily, but he's just not ready to do that. And he bumps into Holland walking her dog. And the two of them decide to get a cup of coffee again together. Mm. He keeps meeting up with this girl. Mm -hmm. So the next day, Dan and Rufus are eating waffles at the Brooklyn Loft. And Dan's like, why are you here? Your wife doesn't live here. And I can sense something is up with you guys. And it's like, I feel like sometimes when Padge is on the screen, it's like an after school special. (laughs) Because he's always like... (laughs) 
giving these lessons of yeah. like take your own advice dad right don't do assumptions and like all these lessons have to be learned i feel like Padge is like the only one that like presents these lessons i can't explain for sure it. yeah uh-huh. so during that time damien and jenny are putting the final touches together on the drug code however jenny won't be in on this deal because he's going to take serena instead as we know she in- invited herself to the to the party so Jenny's pissed, saying that Serena isn't the same girl that he remembers from boarding school. She isn't that loose anymore, apparently. And there's no way she would agree to wear this jacket. And so Damien says, well, I'm just not going to tell her then. Yeah. And then, well, and Jenny was like, well, what if I tell her? And he's like, well, I'm just going to have to tell Serena then how you know about the coat. So then, okay, that statement right there, I'm like, okay, end, right? I mean, what's Serena going to be like, I'm going to get Jenny in trouble? Because she's dealing drugs. But like she then Jenny can say, well, Damien's in on this, too. I don't know. I know. Silly. And And also, it's a whole other headache bringing Serena into this because now Serena doesn't know about the coat. And so your attempts of being super creepy trying to get it off of her is just it's awkward. And, And right. And also saying, oh, this is a gift for you. Right. Why would she take it off? And why would she try and make out with you in front of everyone at this? And what were you dinner? going to explain at the end of the night when her jacket that the is gift missing. is gone is missing? Yeah, and I thought like maybe the ambassador's daughter would have worn the same. That's coat what I thought, and it'd be like a switch. And they would switch it, but they don't show that, so right. that would have made more sense to me. I also was thinking that, yeah. as we said, Damien claims he'll tell Serena if Jenny gets involved, and so Jenny has to make it her way to this dinner she meets nate outside he doesn't even know she's going and he's she's like yeah i'm gonna be your date now because you know i need to get in there and also you've helped me and you've you've helped me like her little eyes you've helped me so i'll help you damien has had his failed attempts of trying to get this coat off serena and he promises jenny that he'll get this coat off serena however way he needs to like oh the serena i knew like it wasn't hard to get her out of clothes nasty creepy shit (laughs) yeah as we know the deal doesn't really go through and his aggressive behavior just pissed off Serena and she walks away. And so Damien ends up leaving without the deal because Serena wouldn't take the jacket off. But as Serena and Nate are like hooking up in the closet, <laughs> Jenny sees the coat on the floor and she pretty much like seals the deal. She's like, you got to pick that coat up. It's the ambassador's daughter's coat. She'll be furious if it's on the floor. And like, that's it. Seals the deal so that the woman can go and take home this jacket. After that, he's like, all right, let's go catch a cab. And she's like, no, no, no. If you want to have a date, you just need to ask. You maybe ask me first. No. No, Jenny. Come on. I'm fine, honestly. If they're drug buddies. Right, but not fuck buddies. Don't be date buddies. I don't want you guys to date. Yeah. I don't like it either. So you see Violette leaving with the jacket on, and we know that the the, the deal is done. So... To sum up the Lily and Rufus, Rufus arrives at the penthouse to talk to Lily, and he's like, no bullshit. Tell me what happened now and what happened with your ex. And so Lily states she did not sleep with him. However, she did kiss her ex, but it meant nothing. 
And at that point, they were engaged. And Rufus says, well, this ma- that meant something to me. We were engaged. And now I need some time to really figure this out away from you. Right. But the whole reason she's saying she went to go see him is because Cece was sick and he's a doctor. And he's a doctor. Okay. I don't no. like it. Mm-mm. I don't like it. And I don't <laughs> buy it because... It doesn't... You- why would you need to keep that as a secret? But also, why would you talk to your ex who you're not... You haven't talked to. Right. As far as we're concerned, they have had no relationship since their children, since they've been divorced and, you know, since the start of the show. You're wealthy. You live in New York. You have access to the best doctors exactly. around. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So to the audience, you're like, wait, all this hype over that? That's so silly. Right. And Rufus is obviously very upset and pissed off. He leaves and he, instead of leaving the building, he ends up pressing the floor of Holland's apartment. And he goes in and, you know, they close the door. They have coffee, in my opinion. Hopefully they have coffee. And really, just to sum up Dan, just to throw him in there, he ends up leaving Vanessa a voicemail. I need my friend. My parents are going through a rough time. And he leaves her the message because she's not calling him back. Yeah. And that is the summary for this episode. Yeah. Serenade has started. No long it lasts. Yeah. Lufus is in turmoil and Jenny is still a drug dealer. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with your segments. Hey, Christy, what do we talk about on our podcast? Well, Ashley, we talk about all kinds of weird stuff. Like aliens. And ghosts. And cults. And cryptids. And witches. And murders. Yeah, even sometimes murders. Basically, we talk about all kinds of weird shit. Oh, I already said that. Oh. So yeah, if you like weird topics, feminist rants, and the occasional F-bomb, you should listen to us. We post new episodes every other Weird Wednesday. Find us online at thatsweird.org. Listen to That's Weird on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on social media at That's Weirdcast. Welcome back from break. Going to start out with our trivia. The episode is based off the movie The Hurt Locker. Is that Sandra Bullock and it's like the football movie? Maybe I'm thinking, oh, that's the blind side. I'm not even close. (laughs) No. The Hurt Locker. It's a a football movie, right? I have no idea. Does that have Josh Hartnett in it? Oh, does it? And I've never seen it, but for some reason, that's what's coming to me. At the this Hurt point. Locker. It is. Where is Josh? No, Hartnett? it's Jeremy Renner, Anthony oh. Mackie, Brian Garrity. Oh, it's like a war movie. That sounds. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's a war movie, and that would be why I didn't don't see it because those are usually sad, and I don't watch sad <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, Holland lives on the 24th floor of the Vanderwoodson building. This is from the wiki page. The Hurt Locket received mixed reviews. 
What a Shock, mm. with Leighton Meester's performance receiving critical acclaim. Isabel Carew of the TV squad praised Meester's performance, praising her decision to stand by Chuck and throwing away her chance to meet the French ambassador. That wasn't the French ambassador, though. That was just like the... The table a la terre president. Anyway, uh, Anid Portuguese from the Los Angeles Times cited Blair's maturity in the episode when she did not believe Elizabeth's lies. Portuguese further praised the episode, stating, when contrasted with the vulnerability that they show each other privately, we truly see why they're the show's most compelling relationship in reference to chair. Referencing Chuck and Blair as the power couple of the show... I mean, I guess right now, being that there's not really couples here. Yeah. (laughs) Jennifer Sankowski from the TV Guide enjoyed the fact that this show's writer finally put Serena and Nate as a couple by saying that the two of them were adorably giddy in this episode. Also, LJ Gibbs from TV Fanatic gave the episode a 3.5 out of 5 stars, and Jacob from the television Without Pity gave the episode a C rating. That's what I give it. Yeah. Music in this episode, Map of the World by Monsters of Folk, Crystallized by the XX, Janglin by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, Wild Wolves by Athlete, At Star with the Sun by the Big Pink, Spirit Horse by Seawolf, and Downtown Jail by Bikini Machine. Okay, here's the good part of the episode. Their questions and comments. Going to start over on Instagram, Mike at Dull underscore Vasto states, such a nice surprise to hear Shanna on the podcast last Aww. week. So sweet. He said she's allowed to come back for the finale. He approves. It's a different month. I'm like, okay. oh, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> His questions. Michelle, what do you think happened between Rufus and Holland at the end? Do you think he would revenge cheat on Lily? I don't. Okay. Because they were, I'm not putting down any kind of cheat and saying one is worse over the other. Totally. But they were engaged she had a kiss with her ex-husband. Now they're officially married. I don't think he would sleep with another woman. Mm-hmm. But maybe he would have a kiss. I'm not sure. I think it's right. a lot of emotional cheating at this point. Yeah. Conversations, coffee, maybe wine. Yes, probably lots of wine. Rufus needs it at this point. He also asked, do you believe this mysterious woman to be Chuck's mom? Why do you think she was calling him at the end? Yeah, either I'm still going to go with, oh, man, it could be mom or an aunt or an, a nanny or something. Mm. Where That could make sense. Yeah. Like someone who was around when he was a baby. Like there's more to the story here and she's going to fill it in. Right. Or, hey, this could be a completely different baby. <laughs> you know? That like, could be too. Or this We is don't your... know what Chuck looks like as a baby, but yeah. Imagine they're like twins and there's a brother. and <gasps> Ooh, like a goosebumps. Yeah. Something there. Obviously. I'm glad we're not dropping this. Yes. No, I can confirm I she's said not on during the island. this episode. I was like, I'm not even going to get excited because next, Liz is just going to tell me she's on the island. No, and she is be that. not on the island. Okay, good. Tish at Leticia underscore Dominique states she is most excited for Chuck's storyline this episode and was convinced that Elizabeth wasn't his mother until the ending twist. She mm-hmm. had the other half of the locket. Right. Tish hates how Jenny is still involved in the drug storyline. She predicts a very bad turn there. While she is a huge fan of Serenade, she felt they rushed this relationship a bit and she wishes there was more of a buildup. I feel like either way, it was going to be annoying. Same. You know, I like, again, I like them as a couple. They make sense to me, but 
I don't know, something with the way they presented it in the beginning, just... Yeah, same. Not the greatest. Um, she wanted so badly for Luf- for Lufus to reconcile. The way people talked about the letter made Tish think that Lily slept with her ex. They just kissed, and while she doesn't condone cheating, they really hype that up for a kiss. They do. They do. She gives this episode two out of three glasses of gossip. Mm. Her question, how many episodes do you think Damien will be on? Three more. 16? Mm-hmm. Episode 16? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jess at Mrs. Boca states, once again, Serena dives into another relationship and they're already playing games. Here we go. Exactly. Not necessary. So annoying. Her question, why do you think Elizabeth is being so secretive? Well, I mean, when you have a secret, you're secretive, right? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she doesn't want the truth to come out. There's a reason why whatever she's having and holding on to was not supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. She was not supposed to be caught. Yeah. So And she was. Yeah. Well, she's caught in something. We just don't know what. Right. Rihanna at Reese Simpson 13, along the lines of trip being a triple, Trey is also used for triple as well. So does that mean that Trey Atwood, their father's name is Frank, he would be Frank, and then their grandfather's name is Frank? I'm just going to OC reference here. Hmm. Probably not. Unless he not, is because, the oldest, though. He's older than Ryan. Right. But I feel like it would have came out. It would have been like, he's Frank. His name is Frank, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. a thought. But they do use Trey as a form of triple, too. Wow. So, And going off I mean, of, it makes sense. Like, the word Trey, like T-R-E, the right. abbreviation. And going off of the OC reference, I was saying this when we were watching. This week, we discussed the French connection on the OC. I know. And now with the French ambassador, these shows, Henri, Henri, Henri was in there. It just like always just coincidence, coincidence of them lining up with like plots and words and things weird for us. Uh, Why is she not surprised that Serena knows drug dealing Damien? (laughs) No one was surprised. She's here for the serenade moment, but hated the back and forth in this episode. We could agree to that. She's very fascinated by this Chuck storyline. Yeah, I mean, this is driving it. Yeah. Rihanna wants Rufus to pick another friend to vent to because this whole Holland thing is making her very nervous. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Vic at Muse Chick says, ah, Serena is so in love with Carter. I mean, Trip. I mean, Nate. She's not a fan of Serenade being that it's girl code not to date a friend's ex, even though Blair is okay with it. She didn't want to hear about her ex banging someone, so she doesn't know how Chuck, Dan, Blair, and Nate are all okay with this. I agree. Mm. It's probably, it's awkward for Nate to talk about Serena and for Blair to talk about Nate. It's all weird. But hey, hey, our circle makes it work, right? We do. I mean, we Somehow. Have, yeah, I know. So... You know, you just got to just surround, like, the Something circle. that just works yeah. and accepted. Totally. Uh, she hates a petty Serena. When she doesn't get what she wants, she acts out. Her questions. Do you think Chuck's mom will leave a voicemail or she'll go looking for him? Go looking for him. Do you see something happening between Damien and Jenny? Ugh. <laughs> I really don't want it to happen. Yeah. And same. I can actually see her trying to get because she's like well you have to take me on a date or make it an official date and right. i could see him being like but we no right because she's 16 right she had her suit 16 or she should have turned 15 last season i want to say remember. she was sick i want to say she's 16 
And yeah, because they're 19 now. So he's 19. He's, you know, college age. She's still in high school. I yeah, don't but- understand why he would be interested. Not that you can't obviously date someone who's younger than you, but like they clearly... Yeah, but these kids are so different I than know, us. I know. And the hierarchy, she goes to Constance and she is head miss, head B. Yeah. And now she's in this drug ring circle situation. Yeah. And plus, it's now it's like circumstantial where they are in the same biz. Right. So, like, you see someone differently, I guess. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want it to happen. No, but I don't. I could understand if it would. Right. We have an email from Will giving his thoughts on last week's episode. He said, Trip can get all the way out of here with that hat. Also, he's a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maureen is queen now and forever. Serena has great taste in boys, horrible taste in men. Mm, Love that. That is so so good, Will. Yeah, I love that. Jenny is beginning to spiral, feeling bad for Rufus, and he agrees with both of us that Lily is a favorite, but he really hated her last episode. She just lies and lies and lies and thinks it's acceptable. Somehow, Cece is the only moral compass of that family. (laughs) (laughs) So William also sent his questions and comments for this week. He said, hey, ladies, this week was a decent episode. He said he was disappointed that the Rufus and Lily conflict lasted about a minute until Rufus left for the 24th floor. Rufus has a tendency to need time and run from things, which is annoying, but this dude keeps getting cheated on, so I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Rufus seems like this show's doormat. Poor Rufy. I could agree to that. I feel like as much as he has a backbone, he always kind of just ends up doing like whatever anyone else wants him to do, which is hard. Um, he's like, can we confirm that she's Chuck's mother, right? The storyline is definitely not over with Elizabeth. <laughs> Jenny is dancing with the devil in step for now. Serena and Nate are so blessed for me right now. The code check isn't even scandalous. Rolling around in all that lint. <laughs> Nate needs some character development soon. He's been really stagnant this season. The only time he's really rooted for him is when he gives Dan the sage advice on women juggling trying to be with Vanessa. Speaking of, we need this Dan-Vanessa storyline to come to a roost. I felt this episode as a whole just extended the whole storylines with no real improvement besides the Rufus part. I could agree to that. And last, he said he's tired of Blair trying to grasp for something to hold on by trying to leech off of every social club or young European emissary in sight. Her getting a job at a burger joint would be a better look on her than this desperation. Or the show should focus more on her NYU connections and the minions. She's just so supportive. She's just a supportive character to Chuck right now. It doesn't look good on her. Although that Anna Karenina outfit, I'm still sweating. (laughs) Prediction question. When will Vanessa finally realize how Dan feels and when will Dan stop moping? Well, I'm, I'm curious to know if after what he said, right? It's been three months. Yeah. In our world well, and their world? No, not in, not in their world. Okay. Because that... That's... It's only been like after the... It's like probably New Year's, you okay. know, like into the beginning right. of the year. So I'm wondering if Pad just took it all back and was like, oh man, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I got caught up in emotions. Like I love you like a friend, like a sister, but like I'm totally... We're good. Yeah, we're good. So, and then, and then I would like to see her response to that. Right. Or if he was like, no, I really feel like I feel something for you. And she's like, I can't deal you're my bro. Right. 
So I need to see them discuss this. Yes. And, she's and what, they will. And she's with Paul, right? Paul. Yes. Yeah. Well. Moby confused lonely boy Dan is much less fun than three-way porno Sag Dan. XOXO well. They agreed well. to that, actually. I mean, as much as I don't want to see the, the threesome, Padge as a party boy was a nice Yeah, it's change. a fun change for that character. Now he's just Moby over a girl again. You're like, damn, Padge. So true. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Will. Thank you to everyone who sent their questions and comments. It's the my favorite part it's of the, the best part. Thank yeah. you. All right, going into fashion and headbands. I had zero. I had zero as well. Didn't see any this episode. If you guys caught one, let us know. Yeah. I loved Serena's light blue coat in the beginning with the cream turtleneck. It had like these metal things. Oh, just looks so good. I wonder if Sean had um, issues with her gloves. I know. Hey, Shawnee, every time (laughs) I see gloves. It was winter, though. I'm like, ooh, I wonder how Sean's feeling about this. Same. I liked Blair's black dress that she wore in the beginning. Yes, with the sparkle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked Jenny's purple plaid, like long grungy shirt. I mean, yeah. I know she wears these a lot, but just the color in particular looked nice. I liked Rufy's red scarf, the plaid scarf. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Anna Karenina lingerie. <laughs> I was like, those butt cheeks are so cute. <laughs> yes, Leighton has a cute butt. Yeah, no, she totally <laughs> does. Uh, I liked Jenny's outfit actually at the ambassador dinner it was interesting and her eyeshadow me i love the eyeshadow we said we weren't a fan of that very baby pink lip but the eyeshadow yeah was beautiful i actually liked when she was getting ready trying on the jacket she was wearing this like very tight black pics uh you know like not pixie skirt like yeah pencil skirt skirt. thank you when i had like the studs all on it yeah i liked that uh, Lily's white sweater. The cream with the bow. So good. I loved that. And uh, Serena's black dress at the event. I thought she looked oh, amazing. Oh, she looked great. Not, oh, also- not the coat. I didn't lo- I'm not a fan of that no, look. That, I didn't like that coat either. But I did like Chuck's. He had like a crushed velvet blazer. Yes. Very nice. Quotes. You know how torturous it is for me to find shiny trinkets that aren't intended for me. Sexting is not sweet. It's off limits until you're in a relationship. Looks like S just started the clock on a ticking time bomb. Everyone needs to play games. Is really Palestinian complicated? Some things are more important than your social climbing agenda. Can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> All the girls are going to want to wear pharmaceuticals. <laughs> that was a good one. I don't have it verbatim, but it was, Hadge said it. I hope you're not going to let your marriage die because you don't want to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's very true, Badge. I think you're at the wrong place. Prom is down the street. I love when Blair says to Elizabeth, I originated that doe-eyed stare. So good. I think that whore might be my mother, Chuck says. And then I love, you don't need Chuck. Anyone who meets you sees you're an elite snob who is perfect to run a secret society. Jess also liked that quote. That was really good. All right. MVP and shittiest. Yes. I suppose. Yeah. Not thrilled with my MVP, but... You know, this is the only one that made sense to me. Okay, I bet I know who it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? Yep. Three, Three two, two, one. Blair. Jenny. Oh, that's not who I thought you were going to say at all. I thought you were going to say Padge. Mm. Jenny. Oh, because she like one upped him. Because Jenny. Well, first off, Damien goes to him because he's like, "You Humphreys like to solve puzzles." Yeah. And Jenny is extremely talented. We got to give her that. 
Very. We didn't like the jacket, but she recreated it. She came up with the idea of how to smuggle the drugs in. Yep. So that right there, I'm like, MVP, girl. Yeah. Like, you were given a, a task. You did it. And then you showed up, even though he told you you couldn't be invited or I can't go with you. And right. she was like, fuck that. I will show up and show my place. And then she has saved the whole deal to happen because she's quick she on her did. feet. And she, she is. Eyes everywhere. Yeah. I think that's a great answer. I copped out and picked Blair. I didn't really love her until mostly the end of the no, episode. I agree with that. But um, Mike, Tish, Jess, Rihanna, and Vic also picked Blair because she put her needs over, put Chuck's needs over hers eventually in the end. Um, so. And also, she went up to that woman and made her crack. Yes. So. Yeah, she made Elizabeth question something where she picked up the phone to yeah. call Chuck. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Chittiest. Yes. Three, Three two, two, one. Damien. Damien. Yeah. Consensus is Damien. Mike, Tish, Jess, Rihanna all picked Damien for dropping Jenny um, on his their plan that she came up with. And then the way he handled Serena. Right. And a blue ribbon goes to Jenny for being involved with drugs. That was Mike's. And Vic picked Lily for kissing another man. Mm. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Patron of the week. Yay. It's patron of the it's week. Patron of the week. It's patron of the week. Who will it be? It's patron of the week. This week, I picked one of our sweetest little cutie pies, Aww. Chloe. She's from the UK. She's awesome. You guys should go follow her on Instagram, Chloe Harrits Creates. She makes these awesome headbands and hair scrunchies and masks if you guys are interested. We collabed with her last month to do a Gossip Girl-themed giveaway, Blair and Serena BFF type deal. So cute. Uh, we loved partnering with her, and congrats to Vic, who won that. She's one of our patrons. You guys know Muse Chick, I mean, by now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we were really happy to give it to one of our own patrons. And if you guys are interested in getting, you know, entering giveaways, follow It Takes Three Network on Instagram. We post one each month. This month, we are giving away a binge-watching candle that is apple cider donut scented not yeah. flavored last week i called it flavored you can't eat a candle i i almost didn't set it on oc <laughs> too you can hear me say full scented that giveaway will go live on september 22nd so keep an eye out for that okay so time of the night where i give you <laughs> the title for next week my three gossip words next week we have a guest patron Ooh-hoo! so excited um, so congrats to whoever won that. I'll announce it next week. But uh, we are very excited to have one of our patrons on next week's episode. So the title for season three, episode 14, is The Lady Vanished. Mm. My three gossip words are... Three gossip words. Friend. Connection. Grounded. Ooh. Ooh, baby. Grounded. Sully goes, ooh. (laughs) Okay, so I think this has to do with Elizabeth. Mm. And now I'm thinking that perhaps she is a friend of the family, and that's the connection to Bart. Okay. And maybe she was a caregiver. And that's why there's a picture of her and 
Chuck is Why would Bart be in there, though? That is weird. You know, like, if the mother died at childbirth, like, who raised who raised Chuck? Right. I mean, Bart did. Yeah, but I mean, there was no nanny. I was going to say, it's very possible that he had a nanny. We just haven't. Well, he said he had an old pair, didn't he, at the beginning? I don't want to you know, yeah. say too much, but. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if it was his mom, it could be exciting because then we're bringing another character that is for Chuck. Right. And the biological one where. Yeah. He hasn't had that parental figure. But also, at this point, that's not really a fun twist right now if we've just figured that out. Right. That's true. So as a caregiver or aunt or au pair or nanny figure, a friend of the family, that could work. And then she would have the background to that. Yeah, she would. That would be. That's a good guess. Yeah. If it is the mom, I'm not upset about it. Right. Either way, I feel like it's win-win, right? Yeah. Still find out a little bit. Grounded. That could go two ways. Either someone is literally grounded, but do you are these kids grounded? The only one to be grounded would be Jenny, or who's grounded and flight can't take off, which mm. could lead to that woman who's trying to vanish. Hmm. <laughs> the other thing too with friend could be Holland could be the friend. And her and Rufus have a strong connection. Yeah. Um friend is a is a very broad very broad term yeah. next week. So that could also be it. And then I'm, I'm thinking Vanessa's going to come back at some point and be the good friend after she gets the phone call I can from confirm Patch. she is in next episode. She is. Yeah. It's been two since we've seen her. So. Has it right? been two? Oh, no. We saw no, her, we saw her, we last, saw her week. last week. It just it's dropped just the so album, brief. It was so you know? brief that I forget she was even there. Right. <laughs> so that's what I think. I think she's going to come back. She's going to be the good friend. I think Holland will also be the friend, but Rufus feels a connection with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think Padge and Vanessa have to talk about their connection. The grounded thing is what's getting me. Either something's grounded or someone is a grounded soul. You know what I mean? Well, yes, like someone's grounded in their, they have their, in shit their together. characteristic. Yeah. I like that, that yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Good predictions. Mm. Good predictions. Mm. Can't wait to see what happens. Who do you predict to be Gossip Crawl? Every week, as I say. It's really tough. Um... Padge. Okay. Yeah. You with know the, what? I, with the advice? You know what's really <laughs> tough with begging Padge is I've listened to interviews with Padge Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as I'm like struggling to actually think of his actual right. name. Me too. I have to actually pen badge. Pen badge. It's not. See, that's the thing. It's Padge Bentley. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as I'm listening, <laughs> I've listened to a couple of interviews with Padge Bentley. And when they talk, when he talks about Gossip Girl, it's never spoilery. But I always think if he was Gossip Girl, wouldn't they bring that up? Oh, like in interviews, you mean? Yeah. Be like, wow, you were on Gossip Girl for so long. You played this character. What was that like? And also, like, the fact that you were Gossip Girl. Mm. I'm like, why wouldn't they? I'm just thinking of the one particular episode I listened to on Justin Long. And, I, and they talked a good deal about Gossip Girl. Nothing, again, but just him playing this role. So I'm like, why wouldn't they say, oh, and the big twist is you were Gossip Girl. Right. I mean, that would suck for me. That would suck for you. Um, That's yeah, why I it's mean... like I can't pick him. Because deep down, I feel like it's really not him. Okay. But I'm also feeling like Jenny is just way too busy doing her things. Yeah. Blair, 
I feel just can't be bothered. Serena, she's <laughs> such in La La Land. <laughs> she really is. And then I feel like I'm out of characters. Right. You know, actually, Jillian, she posted on Patreon today, uh, following up with what we were talking about last week, how my sister said she didn't believe them to know who Gossip Girl was when they started. And Jillian said that they always knew who it was. And there was even a scene in the first episode that they completely deleted because it gave it away. No way. Yeah, I'll have to confirm that. But that's what she said. And I was like, bullshit. Bullshit, mama. (laughs) Really? So I love that juiciness. Makes me wonder, though. So many, I have so many questions to that then, you know? Me too. But one day you will know. And I just feel... I can't, <laughs> what I know. <laughs> I know. Same, right? And Chuck, I, I can't pick Chuck because he's just not in the right state to be... What? Sorry. We, William actually sent me, and he sent it at 8.05, and I didn't see it, an email of the question. So we'll just... I'll read it when we're done with this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I can't... I cannot pick Chuck because I feel he's not emotionally in the state, mm. and he's he's evolving very he's nicely. He's so far beyond that. So why would he give a shit about this? So, for funsies, I'm just going to go with Padge because he was in the background a lot and, you know. Okay. He's involved. It's a shitty answer, but that's what I'm doing. Okay. I get it. It's hard, you know? I know. Well, that's all we have for this week's episode. Thank you so much to everyone who sent questions and comments. Thank you to you guys listening every single week. If you are listening and you're an Apple Podcast user, please consider writing a review on iTunes, maybe rating us five stars. That really helps to show out a lot. Hopefully, more Gossip Girl loving people will find our podcast now. And if you'd like to join our Patreon family, maybe you want to get in that guest spot next time we offer it, head over to ittakes3network.com and you can join our little Patreon family. It's a blast over there. Everyone's so sweet. Unfortunately, we didn't get to have a Netflix party tonight. I don't know what was happening with the Netflix party plugin, but nobody can log on. So we really missed you guys. But Michelle and I, we partied on and watched the episode together while eating chips and yeah. having our drinks. We'll so. figure it out for next week. Though. Yeah, uh, we will. So stay tuned until next week. Can't wait to have our patron guest spot on there. So we're looking forward to it. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. Gossip Girls.